0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Congratulations are in order to 19-year-old South Florida man, Matthew Concepcion. He was among the 1,000 participants from 32 states, Canada, and Latvia, who participated in the annual challenge, the 10-day competition of the Burmese python hunt in Florida. He won congratulations he captured 28 burmese pythons during the 10-day competition and that means that he wins the grand prize of ten thousand uh, dollars courtesy of the uh, Bergeron everglades foundation dustin crumb you may know dustin he won fifteen hundred dollar grand prize for removing the longest python at just over 11 feet and remember earlier this year uh who was it they earlier this year they had the heaviest python ever captured in florida the female that was like 215 pounds and 18 feet long and carrying 122 eggs that was not part of the burmese python hunt though and so anyway congratulations now i as i'm reading about this and congratulations to matthew but he goes on to talk about how uh how he hunts for the pythons and he says i've been hunting pythons for about five years now and i typically look for them at night because that's when they're on the move seeking the warmth of the roads i use my vehicle lights to spot them i thought spotlighting was illegal a lot the hunters weren't supposed to be out there with spotlights Well, those are separate spotlights, Jeff. Those aren't the ones if he's just using automobile lights. Oh, okay. Well, then you got me. So I I wouldn't be telling the secrets, Matthew. I wouldn't be telling the secrets. And of course, of course, Burmese pythons uh, aren't protected except by Florida's anti-cruelty law. So participants had to document that each one was killed humanely. So that's good, anyway, congratulations, Matthew and I'm glad that you ridded the earth of twenty eight burmese pythons now they they had quite a record of how many they got rid of. Hold on what was the what was the the amount that they got rid of for the entire event? Two hundred and thirty one unwanted pythons. So, I mean, people in Florida are safer thanks to the python hunt in Florida. Maybe we spread them out, though, now, with the because this started back in 92, right, with Hurricane Andrew. That's when they, they first spread them out, and that's when they started, uh, you know, breeding and headed into the Everglades. So now we had Ian come across the other direction and shoot them across so maybe you know maybe miami's getting them back (laughs) have to change how we hunt for burmese pythons all right i'm done congratulations to matthew really seriously great job on hunting them illegally with spotlights welcome welcome to chewing the fat Oh, no breaking news as we record chewing the fat today uh not only is it dark days over tampa bay because they lost to the baltimore ravens last night and their head coach todd bulls said dark days in tampa uh we have news that tom and giselle have filed for divorce and i don't wish that on anyone but giselle has really screwed up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season, and I don't care whose side. You know. You could be, be on Giselle's side. You could be on Tom's side, but this should have not happened during the season, and that needs to be put to end. Because now, I mean, this is the first time Tom has been what and has a losing record eight games in or seven games in, whatever the hell their record is. I mean, they're struggling, and it's all Giselle's fault. I'll just leave it right there. Okay. I wish I wish nothing but the best for both of them. I was gonna say back to Florida, but we were still in Florida. I mean, we had the Burmese Python story, I got Tom Brady, I've got this story, three Florida men have been arrested for stealing semi loads of frozen beef and pork from packing plants across the Midwest. How come I wasn't aware that I mean I just buy a trailer full of steaks? <laughs> That's a. Prices are through the roof. So, 45 thefts totaling $9 million. So, starting in June, the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office, which I believe is in Nebraska, started investigating events. And they realized, hey, this probably is not just us. So, they got involved with Homeland Security and they identified approximately 45 thefts, $9 million. They described the theft ring as sophisticated and highly organized criminal enterprise. They were stealing semi-loads of meat. Are they sophisticated? Uh, Okay. So they're based in Miami. They target beef and pork packing plants, specifically in Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Wisconsin. And so the thefts continued to occur across the region throughout September More than 100,000 in pork products were reported stolen. They utilized cell phone records and GPS tracking devices. And they identified and arrested the three targets in the enterprise. Now, they claim here that they recovered three semi-trailers with stolen merchandise valued at $550,000. They say they were charged with transportation of stolen goods, money laundering in Florida's federal court. They say at the time, though, it's unknown what the men did with the stolen meat. However, the investigation, of course, is ongoing. But they were a sophisticated theft ring. So that's, I don't know, these guys were making some serious money just ripping off the, <laughs> the trailer loads of meat. <laughs> uh, crime, it's a beautiful thing. Are we sticking in Florida? Yeah, let's stay in Florida. I just want to say it wasn't me, okay? I've had my problems with bicyclists around the country for many years. Told you the stories before. I made a couple of jokes on the air that bicyclists didn't think was funny. I had to apologize. I've gotten beat up by bicyclists. But then everybody's been emailing me about this story in Clearwater where a bicyclist was beat up and then killed. I don't wish that on anyone. But it wasn't me. I wasn't in Florida. I had nothing to do with the bicyclists getting beat up and killed in Clearwater Beach. Okay, I just want to lay that on the record right now. It wasn't me. I have had my problems with bicyclists and bicyclists in the past, but no longer. No one. No one supports bicyclists or bicyclists more than me. Jeff Fisher here on chewing the fat. No one. We just talked about the anniversary of the death of Helena Hutchins because uh, our pal our pal Mr. Baldwin uh, posted on his Instagram that it was a year right a few days ago it was a year anniversary. Well the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office now says they have completed its investigation into the fatal rust shooting that left cinematographer Helena Hutchins dead, criminal charges against those involved could be imminent. Now, that means that our boy, Alec Baldwin, could face charges. Now, do you think, just for a second, think to yourself, is Alec, uh, is he going to face charges? I don't think so. I think we've completed the investigation. The district attorney said uh, they received Santa Fe County Sheriff's investigative report on the Rust movie set incident uh, and that uh, we'll now focus on uploading the integrity of the process. Will you? So that process is going to be, we have completed our investigation today and uh, we feel that no charges will be brought against anyone on the set of rust, including Mr. Alec Baldwin and how I want someone to fire a gun when they say his name. But I doubt very much that criminal charges will be brought against Alec. And so if this wraps up, we could be done with the old Santa Fe story. Although he'll start shooting. They said he was going to start shooting again. So we could be back on the new Rust set, and uh, you know I don't know if the rules are gonna. We're gonna have to revisit the rules of Alec Baldwin uh, talk now that this case wraps up. So once they finalize the investigation, we get the news. If it still goes on and they charge him, all oh, no problem. Then the rules for when you hear the name Alec Baldwin. You'll hear the gunshot here on Chewing the Fat. That's been a rule since the shooting. And if I if I if I say, you know, sometimes I, the thing is, is I, I forget that we have that rule. So, so I mean, I and then once I say his name, I realize, oh yeah, we have that rule. And then the gunshot goes off, and that's the rule. Like we, you know, we had after the shooting. I say his name, you get a gunshot. I say his first name, you get the gun cocking. If I say Mister Baldwin, we're good. We're good. But I have to remember, and sometimes when I'm talking about the shooting in Santa Fe on the Russ set, I forget that I'm talking about Alec Baldwin. And, uh, you know, there's the gunshot. Reminds me. Especially, you know, when I, I, I don't necessarily forget when I'm going to say his full name. But there are times when I'm talking about it and I'm like, well, but Alec said. And then I remember, ah! I'm supposed to say his stupid name. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. <laughs> it's official i mean elon has taken over twitter he uh it's a done deal he kicked uh kicked uh, ceo and uh ned siegel too right uh argwali and ned siegel he came in kicked them both to the curb take care get out of here get out i don't know that elon was there but we were told that he had security escort him out now you know that's what happens when you get fired from a place I've been escorted out of a building before. Ouch. Yeah, Well, it is ouch, too. It sucks because, you know, you think you're in good graces and, you know, you got the boot. And you just, you pack up your stuff and go. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and walk you out. Okay, well, we're, we'll get all your stuff out of your office and everything. But it's time for you to go. So let's go. Get out. Uh, it's, a, it's a long walk of shame, man, down that hallway. I've, I've taken that walk before. So I understand and you saw where Elon was was there the other day, brought the kitchen sink in, which was a long way to the well for that joke, but whatever. And uh, let this sink in. Okay, thanks, Elon. And then they showed a picture of him at the coffee bar, at the Twitter coffee bar uh, with all the employees. Their faces were awesome, man. You could tell the uh, the employees that are probably still going to be there and the ones who aren't. Because they have the look on their face like, you son of a... I hate you. And uh, there's one guy at the one picture I loved where they're all at the... Elon's leaning up against the coffee bar with his coffee. There's one guy off on the right, off by himself at the end. I don't know if he's pissed that he can't get his coffee because everybody's at the coffee bar ordering coffee or if he's pissed that Elon is there, but he is not a happy camper. (laughs) <laughs> and life is good at the twitter headquarters i mean facebook is the same way remember we ta- did stories all about their uh, cafeteria and what's provided for them i mean i could go down the hall here at mercury studios and get a rice Krispie treat all uh, right that's i mean that's i'm living large here at mercury studios with a rice Krispie treat maybe a snickers or a hershey bar snack bar some chips some soda, some water, which is pretty sweet. I'm all for it. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Company provides it, but that is not a cafeteria. I do not have Millie cooking me up a quick ham and cheese omelet, and you know, getting a fresh, fresh cup of coffee from the coffee bar. And you know what? Give me one of the on the way up back to my office. Let me have one of those little uh, strawberry banana smoothies too. Yes, with a little protein uh, scooped into. Okay, thank you. I want to have that done, though, before I go back upstairs. I don't want to have to wait at the elevator for the smoothie, okay? I mean, I'm for that. I am living large for that. Anyway, we'll see the changes that happen at Twitter. The world is on fire because Elon is now in charge of Twitter. He's got his Tesla guys uh, running uh, the, uh, the the behind-the-scenes at Twitter now. If I'm the Tesla engineers though, I'm kind of like, bro. Uh, that's not what I signed up for, but maybe it is. Maybe maybe he went to them and said, you know, I'll throw you a couple extra bucks. Shut up. I'm going to have you – because he's got to have his people take a look at all the inner workings of the nuts and bolts, right? Because otherwise you end up like the New York Post with their disgruntled employee posting stories on the website, you know, about uh, having those the governors taking care of business. Uh, some really, really awful, awful, awful stories showed up on the New York Post yesterday. But they were a little funny. But they found out who that employee was and kicked him to the curb. And of course, it was just a disgruntled employee. We couldn't do anything about it. Sorry. Okay, we've talked about Harvey Weinstein trial still going on. And I, you know, I know, look, we have to preface with every Harvey Weinstein story with, I know he's a dirtbag, okay, and he's already been, you know, found guilty. He's in, in New York, and although that's being appealed, and we'll see what happens with that, but they just had an Ashley M. testify in Los Angeles, and she went on to talk about how terrible it was with Harvey one time, as he straddled her at one point and groped her breasts and she couldn't see Harvey's genitalia, but she saw him making a motion like he was, you know, pleasuring himself. And then he took care of business on her. And she said she wiped it off and got got dressed and went out and didn't say couldn't say anything to anyone. She was just so horrified. She couldn't say anything to anyone. And Harvey's assistant was outside the door at the time and didn't hardly looked at her. And the reason that she took this meeting with Harvey is because he tried to have her massage him earlier, and she said no. So then after they were done shooting, they got back into the car, and uh, she said that uh, I looked at Harvey's assistant with the looks of, is it okay? Okay. I don't want to come in. And she looked at me with the look of, it's okay, I'll be here. Okay. So then, after all of it, this supposed interaction that she was so horrified with, she couldn't say anything to anyone that now she's okay. She was just too ashamed to say anything then. Now you think to yourself, well, okay, you know, he's on trial, we're facing this. Okay, so this particular case with Ashley M. This particular alleged incident isn't even part of the trial. Why are we even hearing about it? Well, because the prosecution is uh, allowed to question witnesses to prior bad acts in sexual assault cases to show a defendant's pattern of behavior, which could show their intent. Okay. So he's pleaded not guilty. To 11 counts of rape and sexual assault involving four women, including California's, uh, yeah, the, I'm sorry, it's not the first lady, it's California's first partner, Jennifer Seibel Newsom. That's uh, his wife. Can we just call her the first lady? I mean, uh, this drives me crazy. And all of them are going to testify as well. So we're just piling on. Now, I mean, he's got 23 years in New York. He's going there appealing that it just drives me insane that we're hearing all this and i know i know i know he's a dirtbag i got it but Izzy, it was so horrible that she had to go back to filming the movie that she was in that's how horrible it was she couldn't just walk away from making the money and the paychecks or anything no that's how horrible it was that's what i mean Izzy. More proof that you'd never bend the knee. Don't bend the knee. Taylor Swift edits her video for her new song. It was like the number one song on Spotify. Videos, all millions of views and streaming. And she edits the v- the video to appease the fat activists that accused her of fat phobia because she stepped on a scale in her video and the scale said fat now i want to be clear i've stepped on many many scales in my life now while i have not seen a scale that said fat that's what i see that's what i see when i step on a scale fat so anyway people were all wound up and they gave her a hard time and she looks down at the scale where it says fat it describe your body image struggles. Fat people don't need to have that reiterated yet again. That's everyone's worst nightmare. Oh, okay. The Taylor Swift fat discourse is killing me. Oh, okay. I feel like the fact that every single person defending Taylor Swift is white and thin kind of reinforces the point. Nobody who has experienced actual fat phobia is coming to her defense. Just the thin girls who feel fat sometimes. Oh, They're now the experts. Okay, so Taylor bends the knee and edits the video. Are they thankful? Did they say, oh, Taylor, thank you. We appreciate it. It means so much to me. Nope. Nope. Now it's all. She removed one of the most important parts of the video. Showing her struggles. How can we do that? Never bend the knee to the rage mob. Just don't do it. It's never enough. It doesn't matter. All they want is blood. And if they get blood, they're going after more of it. It doesn't matter. It's just... I'm no Look, I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift, but I appreciate all she's done and the talent and the fame she has. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, how... So now she is definitely, you know... I mean, when I don't know. I just feel like if you're at Taylor's point of stardom, those are the people you want to not bend the knee because that shows... The rest of the crowd, oh, I don't have to bend the knee every time. Taylor didn't. Taylor's just doing what she thinks is creative and talented and nice. And you just take it the way you take it. And that's the way it is. Instead, we bend the knee. Agonizing. If you'd like to contact the show, you can always email chewingthefat at theblaze.com like uh, Janelle did. Uh, Jonnell emailed me saying, uh, I totally understand why you feel the canon theme should stay with Operation Varsity Blues. Coast to coast sure is good, though the victims aren't missing anymore, right? We need a detective on the case. If you decide to switch, there are few options. Now, the other day we were, I was talking about the theme music and you know what we should use for theme music for Okmulgee murder in Oklahoma. And so she, uh, Janelle, and I'm guessing it's a she, I don't know that. I apologize. I don't know what you identify as J O N E L L E. Okay. That's your name. I got it. Okay. Uh, recommends Quinn Martin production, Barnaby Jones, uh, NBC mystery movie themes, McCloud, McMillan and Wife, Banachek, even Quincy, Streets of San Francisco. Now, I will say, every one of these shows I have seen. I loved Banachek, George Pappard, one of my favorite guys. I love the show. But I went back, and I, I, I must confess, I listened to about a thousand different theme songs. Uh, I felt like I was working for, for NBC or CBS. Or ABC. Or whatever production house is making these movies. Quinn Martin. So I felt like I was working for Quinn Martin, trying to come up with themes for these shows. So I start. Then I most of them are not worthy of what I want to do with Okamulgee, all right? So we have the Coast to Coast, which, you know, is how we started the whole Okamulgee off. <music> ¶¶ this was in the beginning right and, and janelle is right in the beginning Oak okmalge be missing four man now we know right she uh, janelle i keep calling janelle she i have to stop that all right please shut the coast to coast Is throwing me off all right janelle i apologize however you identify is it's on you um so right, I mean, we know we got the four bodies; they were dismembered. We, I, you know, we've broken that whole case down. We're we're, we're waiting. We got the man of interest in Florida, broken it all. You know the case, and I'll, I'll, there's more to it, which I'm saying. But uh, so uh, you know, we have that now. Of course, we have the canon theme, which is you know uh, my favorite. But we use that for Operation Varsity Blues. Is that over now? I mean, we pretty much have seen the end of stories from Operation Varsity Blues. So, I mean, we have the canon theme, which I love. It's my favorite, and maybe that should just be the theme of every crime story I do, investigative crime story I do. But uh when you I went back and listened some of the ones that Janelle, J O N E L L E, uh had had listed uh, like Barnaby Jones which is another Quint Martin production I mean this could Okmulgee Murdered Dismembered Barnaby Jones Starring Buddy Ebsen (laughs) Barnaby Jones I love it Starring Buddy Ebsen Yeah Think about it. Also starring okay. Lee Meriwether. That was his. With guest stuff. Stars, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Classic stuff, man. Barnaby Jones. I love it. And then I thought, well, okay. They mentioned McMillan and Wife, Rock Hudson and Susan Saint James, but I really wasn't impressed with McMillan and Wife. Yeah, because it was. This was more lovey. They were Rock Hudson pretending to be a husband. Susan St. James pretended to be a housewife with Rock. And he was the police chief, I think, if I remember right, in San Francisco. I think it was San Francisco. McMillan and wife. Now I have to look that up. But see, that really, that doesn't work. That really doesn't work. All right, hold on one second, though. i got to find out McMillan and wife. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, former. <laughs> I thought maybe it might be a smaller town in California, but I I I do recall Rock Hudson and Susan Saint James. Susan Saint James was looking great. So was Rock back then. They were both looking pretty hot back then. Just a side note on hotness. Now, of course, we have the classic Hawaii Five O. I mean, that's classic. I that can't really work. I mean, all right, let's. It's here, Hawaii 50. I mean this is Jack Lord. Yeah. Remember the the big crime guy in, in uh Hawaii 50 book of well first everybody remembers the alright, alright. Everybody remembers the shot of Jack Lord up on top of the up on top of the uh, the hotel or the condo building. And then it was Book of Deno. But the big crime guy in uh, Hawaii Five-O was Woe Fat. Yeah, I know. Love it. So then, and then, and then Banachek, I loved George Papard. As, uh, first of all, I love George Papard. But as Banachek, badass. So a private investigator. But the theme, see, doesn't really work. George Papard with his cigarette cigar Oh yeah always, always, uh, George Papard Was always taking care of a little bigness In every episode Because he was badass <sighs> But Doesn't work for what we need Alright alright Then I thought well what about What about Mannix Does everybody, anybody remember Mannix with Mike Connors Mannix Mannix <laughs> Ogbulge. No, nah, see, it doesn't work. Maybe it does with video. If I had video, Okmulgee, okay, you should dismembered bodies around. Awesome. Nah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The one that I think does work, though, is this one. And I I, I don't know. I, I, I heard it last night. I thought, well, this might work. It's possible. And with, it's with Jack Klugman, Quincy, and the world of forensic medicine. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole thing might work either after he sets it up because you remember the show he would uh, come in they had the open and then the video would open and jack would come in and welcome to the world of forensic medicine. the most i don't know the most intriguing or whatever he says you'll hear what he says and then he pulls the sheet off of the dead body and the cops pass out and only a couple are left standing and then they go back into the theme of quincy I kind of like this. I kind of like the feel. All right, time for an Oak Mulgee update. Right? Come on. Time for an Oak Mulgee update. Gentlemen, you are about to enter the most fascinating sphere of police work. The world of forensic medicine. The fascinating sphere of police work. <laughs> all right all right i think that might work though i like the i like maybe we just go from maybe we just just start it where he says we're about you're about to the most fascinating sphere of police work and then that goes into the open that could be the open for oak mulgee because we are we have to find out the bodies have been shot and the arms cut off and all that so look can we start that right there sphere of police work the world of forensic medicine Okboge okay, <laughs> ah, all right all right I don't know I can't decide none of them really work for me I mean I went through and I' I listened to you know I quote Matlock all the time on the show I quote Matlock all the time on the show you know I mean my favorite quote from Ben Matlock hello. Murder is a messy business, so I wanted to. Uh, I want, and you know, I played his theme, and it, it's okay. See, just doesn't. Andy Griffith is Ben Matlock. All right, That's fine, but I mean, you know, that's. I'm still going to use the Andy, you know, the Andy Griffith Ben Matlock. Murder is a messy business. And then we have, then I thought maybe The Fugitive with David Jansen, who I love. I mean, I was a big fan of David Jansen. And I still am, by the way. Uh, but uh, I see where uh, The Fugitive with David Jansen, that opened the first episode. The one that I sent in has the whole story of The Fugitive. And if you remember, uh, Harrison Ford played in the movie The Fugitive. This was, you know, David Jansen was the. The fugitive the TV star. That one I don't think that TV show was three or four years. But uh the Fugitive Music, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. Never mind. Never mind. I don't like Look at the money these Companies have made producing these songs, man, and they're all just agonizing. They're not, they're not any canon. I'll tell you that. Tonight's episode: murdered and dismembered in Oakmulgee. Adam. Starring William Conrad. Starring William Conrad. Alright, all right. I love Canon. That's good stuff, William man. Dennis. That is good stuff. <laughs> so I can't decide. I, there's gotta maybe I'll maybe I'll just have somebody come up with a theme. An actual chewing the fat murder mystery detective theme that works because Canon is so good. And Coast to Coast is that music is for the beginning of a of a story. Right? It's not the it's not for the ongoing legacy of the story. We gotta have something that gives us an ongoing legacy. And I don't know I don't know what that will be, but we will find it. Gentlemen, you are about to enter the most fascinating sphere of police work. I don't know how many times I can hear Jack Klugman anymore without you know losing my mind. But it's possible it's possible that we might use Jack. <laughs> Quincy. Now he lived on a boat, right? If I remember Quincy, Jack Klugman, he lived on a boat. It was down in Florida. He was an old white guy, always trying to take care of a little business on the boat. That's what made uh, Quincy so special. But he couldn't be bothered with business when he was involved in a case because he was too deep. In li- it was the most fascinating sphere of forensic medicine (laughs) all right all right some headlines to get you through the weekend if you're listening live today is the 28th of october 2022 uh, know that on the 29th, just a reminder, uh, I may not be here on Monday. Uh, the Powerball drawing is Saturday, and uh, it's 800 million. So, you know, I could be gone. Uh, if you tune into Tuning the Fat on Monday, and you hear, <laughs> I won. All right, but I could be here. You know, what I mean? you know what? I might, out of the goodness of my heart, if I win, I'll, I'll, I'll promise you right now, if I win. Monday, I will be here just for you. Might not be a full show. Well, it'll be a full show because wherever I start and end will be the full show. But it won't be that long. <laughs> it won't be what you are used to having as a full show, as a listener. It could be me coming on going, I just wanted to let you know, I won. I won good day that could be the end that could be it right there but you know (laughs) could happen hey spotify said that they aren't gonna uh this is this we talked yesterday about uh uh those dingleberries on the bikes pelotons uh weren't gonna play kanye music oh thank you thank you so much that means so much to us so spotify has said now that uh they're not going to cancel kanye his music doesn't uh, violate our policy. We're good with it. You want to listen to Kanye? You go ahead and listen to Kanye. Thank you. And by the way, Spotify, it's Yay. All right. Although maybe the music that you have in the timeline is when he was Kanye. So does that count as dead naming? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm torn. I'm torn now between Yay and Kanye. He said, although he said, hey, I. He came out on Instagram and said I lost 2 billion in one day and I'm still alive. So come at me. <laughs> All right, no problem. Yay, we got you, bro. We're with you. Hey, don't forget too the World Series starts. <laughs> <sighs> 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 so we have the Houston Astros taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. For the World Series, the 2022 World Series. Remember, we don't want Philadelphia to win just because of the economy. We have to root for Houston because if Philadelphia wins, the economy goes to crap. Although, you can make the case that perhaps the economy is already going to crap. And it really wouldn't matter what happens if Philadelphia wins. But, I digress. So, this year also marks the 75th anniversary of the first televised World Series. New York Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers, huh? 75, 75 years ago—that's a long time, man. The first televised baseball game, and I was thinking that maybe baseball should rethink this whole—you know—well, we have to wait. Uh, each game is—we uh, have to wait, and we have—why didn't they start playing the World Series right away? They were all hyped up, man. The playoffs were good; they were there, and then we have to wait because the playoffs got done early, right? The teams won quick. And so then there, all that time that they had pre-scheduled for the seven-game series of the playoffs was just dead time. Why not move up the World Series? That's, I mean, we live in 20—this is 2022. It's not 75 years ago. It's not a surprise. We knew one of two of the four teams that were playing were going to be in the World Series. After the first—and each city could prepare, could have a plan in place— so that when the games are over we're starting the world series cuz i don't know if major league baseball knows this or not but college football and the national football league are in prime form right now and you still got you got to give us something to love you got to give us something to love i went to the i went i watched the end of the yankees game when they lost cuz i knew that you know and it was aaron judge who was the last batter for the yankees this year Amazing. He could have hit one out, another home run, tied up the game, could have kept the Yankees in it. Nope. Have a nice day. And that's the only reason I watched it, because I just wanted to see you know, what happened on that one. And I only watched the last, you know, I clicked over. It was the seventh inning. Okay, gone. Back to football. Clicked back over, eighth inning. Okay, back to football. Clicked over, ninth inning. I watched the last half of the ninth or the first half of the ninth whenever the Yankees were up that were costing the end of the game. And uh, they couldn't do it anyway. Baseball needs to, you know, revisit a little bit of. I know it's old school, and it's America's pastime. I got it, but I forget who is honored with the quote of uh, baseball. Maybe America's pastime, but football, and it may have been specifically uh, the NFL, is America's prime time. And uh, I want to say Howie Long. Is the one that said that, but I I can't remember exactly. However, they were right. Whoever said it, however they identify, were right. So, just a little thought. MLB, if you need some help, call me. You know what? You can direct a message me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram Jeff Fisher Radio. You can DM me. We can sit down and talk, and uh, you know I'll help you out. I'll give you some ideas. That's what I'm here for. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I will expect another recap from uh, the listeners of Chewing the Fat. I know that uh, I saw a recap of last week's Chewing the Fat shows by listener uh, Lee, who said takeaways from this week. This was last week now. Uh, I need a Chewing the Fat TikTok ASAP, please. I didn't get that, I didn't have that happen this week, and I apologize. So I'm working on that. I'll have the you know a chewing the fat TikTok up, you know ASAP as you as you request. And number two, Hollywood is soft. I'd gladly go gay to pay if Kevin Spacey promised to change my life. Bring on the casting couch for this next flick. And those are just recaps from listeners of Chewing the Fat. So I hope that you get as much out of the show this week as Lee did last week. Hope to not see you on Monday. No, wait, I said I promised I'd be here. So, I'll see you. I'll see you. One way or the other. Just, yeah, that's it. I'll see you. Take care. $800 million. You know what I could, you know, you know what good I could do with $800 million? Yeah. A lot. A lot. Is the mic still on? We're done. Just wrap this thing up. I got to go buy another ticket. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.